0: Nine two five three seven seven star. Do you have a plan for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day?
1: It is Star Style Party Time. Hello, Power Partners, and welcome to our informational playground. This is Star Style, Be The Star You Are, brought to the airwaves under the auspices of Be The Star You Are charity with a mission to empower women, families, and youth through increased and positive messages and increased literacy. My name is Cynthia Bryan. I am your host and your personal growth coach right here on the airwaves with you every Wednesday coming to you live on the Voice American Network. This is the Empowerment Channel. We have a wonderful, fun show for you today. We're going to be talking uh, to a Yelp Community Director Stephanie Yulish will be joining us. We just had a very fun Yelp Elite event last night and she's going to tell us everything that we need to know to be Yelpers and how to write reviews and what the purpose is and how we can find all those great companies and restaurants and businesses out there. Boy, and that Yelp has exploded since it was founded just a very few short years ago. We're also gonna talk a little bit about posture while you're gardening because as you know, I am the goddess gardener. And uh, it can be um, kind of backbreaking work, as we probably all know. But coming up right now, I want to discuss with you how to talk to your doctor, your family physician, to ask the right questions, because most doctor's visits don't last longer than 15 minutes, and we may not be able to get all of that information in that we need. So sit back, relax, grab your cup of tea or whatever your favorite beverage is, and tune into our show and turn up that volume. Our miracle moment brought to you from the wonderful sponsors of the Be This Star You Are booth this past weekend at the Moraga Fair, Elena Hood and Michael Verbruga Construction. We really appreciate you. It was a great, great day for everyone. Albeit, I must say, on Mother's Day, I was completely exhausted from the hours of work that we put in at this Moraga Fair but it is fun and it's always for a good cause. This is from one of my very very favorite authors, San Anton de Experi. What is essential is invisible to the eye. Only with the heart can one see rightly, and how true that is. So when you meet your doctor for the first time or whenever you go in for your appointment, do you know how to ask those right questions in a way that's going to help you make the best choices for your health and hopefully improve your outcomes? Most of us don't. Most of us are intimidated by doctors. We get so little time and we just sort of like sit there like deer, you know, or with our eyes in the headlight. But what you need to know about this very crucial aspect of the doctor-patient communication is that when you schedule a medical appointment, whether it's your annual physical or a visit for a specific issue, you might just draw a blank when it comes to asking your doctor any questions because you just feel like, oh my gosh, you know, they have all the answers and they should just know, but they don't. So you could have a few questions in mind that you'd like to ask or better yet, let's figure out how to write them down. Whenever I have to go in uh, to a specialist or into a a physician's office, I have a whole list of questions, and I am not afraid to speak up. And even when the doctor is walking out the door, whether it's he or she, I will still say, but doc, wait a minute, I have one more question. And, you know, (laughs) it's really important that you be succinct and to the point. So by asking the right questions and writing them down, You're going to be very effective and you're going to be helped in a better way. So how can you ask the right questions in a way that's going to help you make the best choices for your health and improve the outcomes? What you need to know about this really crucial aspect of the doctor patient communication is that doctors are trained in medical school to listen very carefully to patients, but that skill isn't reinforced as much as it should be during the rest of the training. So, as a result, you know, you hear a lot of times, oh, that doctor has no bedside manners, or, you know, doctors are are busy and they have so many people scheduled and they have so many people forgetting what it is that they want to ask. That you end up talking, um, or they may end up talking more than listening during the appointments. And then, as for the patient, nobody teaches us uh, how to ask doctors questions. Nobody teaches us, you know, how to really get the answers that we want. We don't have the strategies to elicit the information. And once we're in the doctor's office, many of us just let the doctor do most of the talking. And that failure to ask the questions that we have and to b- blindly trust in whatever the doctor says could actually be very detrimental to our health. That's called a one-sided communication. Now, it it definitely helps a very rushed medical practice stick to schedules but it is not good for your individual health. And we all have that right as a patient. We're paying for it or or our insurance is paying for it. And patients who engage in a give-and-take relationship with their doctors with plenty of space for questions, careful listening, they actually do better in their health And it's better than keeping your thoughts to yourselves. So there's some important research. Studies have shown that patients who have good working relationships with their doctors, including that healthy communication style, they get more empathetic responses from the clinician. They have better outcomes. For example, their blood pressure will improve. Their cholesterol will go down than people who do not ask the right questions. So your questions really and truly do matter. So let's talk about that. How might these issues play out in your own doctor visits? Let's say you have limited or no insurance, and that is the case for a lot of people these days, and your doctor recommends a new medication. Well, do you simply agree to take it? Or do you ask your doctor, why do you need it, what does it do, why is it better than another drug option or a non-drug behavioral option, and what does it cost? Now, a lot of times, the doctor's not going to know that last question. They're not going to know what it costs, but they might know if it's more expensive than a generic or if there's something else. Now, I'll, I'll give you a great example. For many of you who've been listening to me, you know that I had spinal surgery recently, and I am not one to take medications. I like to do things naturally. I'm, you know, the goddess gardener after all. I'd rather be outside. I'd rather just get my exercise that way and eat healthy and all those things. So I really will only take a pain medication or something if I really and truly need it. So uh, because I was having this spinal surgery, my the surgeon had recommended, and I won't men- mention the brand, but they wanted me to be on this uh, specific uh, medication that they said would help with the pain and healing for about a month. But the crazy part was, is that particular medication, when um, I went to get it filled, which I did not get it filled, was over a couple thousand dollars. And they did. there was no such thing as a generic. And... I don't think the doctor even knew. So I just called the doctor. I told him I wasn't going to fill this, that I wanted to know what would be the next best thing. And the next best thing was Tylenol, which was over the counter for a few dollars. And I went and talked to the pharmacist and I asked based on these two, you know, these different things and the outcomes, if I have my choice between Tylenol and this other one. Is it going to make that much difference? And the reality was, Not really. The other one maybe, you know, uh, is maybe a little bit easier on your stomach, but so is Tylenol. So bottom line is I never took the other medication. I never even took the Tylenol, and I was absolutely fine. So you really have to ask those right questions. Now, depending on the condition being treated, the answers to your questions can be significant to the effect of your health. If you feel you can't afford an expensive medication like I was probably was just telling you about, you won't take it. So you'd be better asking about another medication, something different, something less costly, but something that would be just as effective or close to as effective. And if you aren't sure why your doctor has advised a particular treatment, you'll be less likely to take it seriously. So studies show that only about Half of patients follow directions to the letter, including how one takes medications. Now, um, with that idea of drugs or a medication, speaking about that, the cost of drugs have gone up almost 10 times in the last few years. Uh, Drug companies are kind of... You know, charging whatever they want, the, the lids have been taken off, and so they are very, very expensive. So you have to be very careful about what it is. Now, the, here's where it's important to also be writing down the answers to the questions that you ask your doctor. Otherwise, how are you going to do the treatment that they have told you? A frightening statistic is half of patients leave their doctor's office without understanding everything they were told. That's 50%. Now, that's partly due to the time pressures in the busy medical practices or it's the unwillingness of some doctors to fully engage with patients. But since we patients share part of that blame, a doctor can't know what we're confused about or what worries us most unless we speak up. So don't be afraid to speak up. Don't be afraid to think. have the doctor think that you are not as smart as, uh, as he is You're not, or she is. You're not supposed to be. It's okay to ask the questions. But there is a right way to ask. So the median length of an office visit with a primary care doctor is down to about 15 minutes, usually less than the time that you spend in the waiting room to see the doctor, which is averaging about an hour. So how can you make sure that that 15 minutes of fame (laughs) isn't overwhelming for you? Here are a couple of techniques that can really make the difference. Number one, focus on what really counts. Now, we've all been told to write down our questions. I was just saying that. But plenty of people skip that step, often because they assume they're going to remember what they want to ask. That's a huge mistake. Writing down your questions helps most people uh, get less anxious. And if you don't write it down, you tend to freeze up about talking about a health concern. So don't overwhelm your doctor with too many questions because you're only going to get rushed answers. Limit your list to the most important and then save the rest for a follow-up appointment if necessary. So list your questions in the order of that they're necessary. And you might even want to keep a pen or pencil there to cross them off as you ask them. Now, Another great thing that's happening is the electronic health records. They have patient portals now and many large health groups have online patient portals as part of their electronic health record where you can sign in, see your test results, other medical records. Some of these portals even allow patients to ask questions that they didn't think about during an office visit or to ask for a medication refill. Someone in the office, sometimes a nurse, will typically respond within 24 hours. And you can also send questions via the portal to uh, ask for a different appointment and the staff will alert you when the doctor is about to uh, have an appointment that's ready for you. So I think that's a really good one I like I really like things when they're online or you can go by email remember this part this is part of my acting technique but rehearse your questions now that probably sounds like overkill and it probably sounds silly But given the rushed pace of the typical office visit, you want to make sure that every single word counts, especially if you're dealing with a really serious health issue like a pending surgery, a cancer diagnosis, you know, or something, a heart, something that's going with your heart, something that's important. So don't rush it. And then what helps is practice your questions with a family member and ask for feedback. Are your questions too short or are they too long? Are they to the point? Are they addressing your most pressing concerns? Are you spending too much time on minor issues? Are you elaborating too much? You know, get to the point. And then, if possible, bring somebody with you because very often the anxiety of seeing a doctor has a profound effect on all of us and even more so when we're sick. So studies show that patients immediately forget 80% of what's discussed during a doctor visit. And they get about half of the remainder wrong. Well, that's not good news, is it? You know, we don't need any of that. So you definitely, if you can, bring somebody with you. And that will really help you to stay on track. And if you choose the other person wisely, he or she is going to remember important details. They'll clarify anything that's unclear. They'll get the information you need to follow your treatment person and the best person you can take with you is someone who is very calm, who doesn't get upset, but they're there to be helpful. They can take notes, and they will be respectful. And uh, they, you can also talk to them about you know, the, their views. So asking the right questions is one of the best ways to make sure that you're going to get the most out of your doctor appointment. Now, a couple of questions that you might want to ask are what do you think is going on and how much do I need to worry? I mean, even if it's too early for a definitive diagnosis, it's good to get your doctor's firm impressions. Getting your doctor's impressions on the seriousness also helps ease the anxiety of not knowing. Another question, will the test you're recommending affect my treatment? Remember that many times tests are not necessary. So you don't want to have unnecessary tests, not just for the cost, but because of the things that it can do to your health. If test results won't change a diagnosis or a treatment plan, maybe they should just be optional. The third question is, when will I see results? Instead of just waiting and worrying, ask when you're actually going to get results. How will you be contacted? Will you be able to access the results through your patient portal? And do you do they want you to call back to hear anything? I mean, if they know the expected date. And I always recommend ask for a copy of all your results and ask for a copy of what happened in the doctor's office when you were there. So these are just a few of the questions that you can ask. There are many more that are out there, but the most important thing is that you be responsible for your health. When we come back from break, we are going to go to Yelp, and we will be talking to Stephanie Yolof. It is going to be a very, very fun segment. Everything you ever wanted to know about Yelp and Yelpers and elites and events, but didn't know who to ask. Coming right up, I'm with you, and don't go away. Cynthia Bryan here on Star Style. Be the star you are. Stay with me. Be
0: the star you are, the star you are.
2: Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment.
0: Are you seeking a dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, book cynthia bryan www.cynthiabryan.com
2: this business
0: of show business is calling out to me Now, back to the power party. This
1: business of show business is Well, thank you, you for staying with me here on Star Style. Be the star you are. You are listening to us live on the Voice America Network. This is the Empowerment Channel. And I am Cynthia Bryan, where I bring you the pioneers on the planet, the success perts, all those great people that will really make a difference in your life, and today I am so excited to have with me the Senior Community Director of Yelp here in the East Bay of uh, Northern California. Her name is Stephanie Yolish, and she is uh, just just fabulous, fun, outgoing, and very pregnant uh, woman at the moment. Hello, Stephanie. Welcome to Star Style. Be the star you are.
2: Thank you so much, Cynthia. I'm so excited to be here and sort of see you be the star of the show.
1: (laughs) It is really fun to have you on the show. I've been wanting to get you on for a really long time because I absolutely love Yelp, but I want to find out a little bit more about you, and we're going to talk about Yelp, because I was looking at when Yelp was started, when I was doing a little bit of my homework, and to think that it was only founded in 2004, and it already has, uh, like, in 2016, just in the fourth quarter, it had 65 million unique visitors. Uh, that was via yeah. via mobile. That is Crazy. That's a lot of people. So yep, tell it's, us it's been a pretty wild ride. It's a wild ride. So I, I know that you started off with a nonprofit working for a nonprofit. And then you morphed over to work for Yelp in New Jersey, where you are from. Tell us how it all happened and how'd you get involved with the Yelp community? Yeah. So I actually
2: uh, lived in this very cool, small little city called Jersey City, New Jersey, right outside Manhattan. And I worked for a nonprofit down on Wall Street. And I loved my job. I was kind of a community manager there. Um, And I'll give them a plug, the Children's Tumor Foundation, definitely a great organization. Um, And we had a really, really great um, I love Jersey City, my uh, my now husband, but at that time, with my boyfriend lived there, and I didn't know anything about it, and I was spending all this time, and I was trying to find great places to go out, and there was no information, and I had no clue about Yelp, this is probably around 2006 or seven, and um, I started a blog, and it was a lot of work, and one of my friends was like, Steph, this sounds like a really great idea, but it's a lot of work. Why don't you start Yelping? And I was like, well, what is this Yelp you talk about? This right. Like what's it's Yelp? a great website and you write about, rev- you write about the places you go out and it's really awesome. And you get to be creative with your reviews and really just sort of share your experiences and um, let people know what's good. And so I went on and I just started Yelping like crazy. Um, I started sort of reviewing all of the restaurants and the bars I was going out to in Jersey City and exploring. I was living in Brooklyn at the time. I started Yelping in Brooklyn. And then all of a sudden, I got invited to the Yelp Elite Squad. And I went to my first party, and I met my first community manager. And it was I was hooked. I absolutely loved the community. I loved getting feedback on my reviews. I loved the creativity of sort of having an office job, but like, like on lunch, writing a review that re- like reflected what I did the night before, um, and it was a match made in heaven. And then um, a couple years after that, I um, was ready to move on, and they were launching the New Jersey market and needed a, a community manager to lead the way, and
1: I, I got the job. How did you find out about the job, Steph? I mean, did the community manager that you were part of the elite squad with tell you about it or did you see an ad on yelp or how did that yeah, happen I just went through, you know i i was at a point i was at the children's humor
2: foundation for about five years and i was ready to move on and i was thinking about what i wanted to do and i after seeing a couple years of these community managers i was like god i would love to be a yelp community manager and at this time i was living full-time in new jersey and we were lumped in new york city and um I just went and to their a website randomly being like, I would love to work for Yelp because I recently heard they launched a New York City office. And I was like, I will do anything. I will work in marketing or PR. And then
1: I saw that they needed someone in New
2: Jersey to launch their community. It How was very terrifying. Very well, and
1: you know what together. I love about what you just said Steph? It's like you had you put this dream out there and it came true. It's something I'm always yeah. telling people all the time when you really want something, you have to tell the world about it. You have to express it and then somehow magically it happens. <laughs> you know? Exactly.
2: I, ca- I can't We kind of say, me and my husband joke about this because it literally everything kind of fell into place perfectly. It was just a dream job. It was meant for me. I was the perfect candidate. I literally went into like one interview and the, my boss at the time who hired me was just like, you, you were who I was looking for, you know, conversation yes. over.
1: Well, you know, having, I'm I'm so very proud I, to be uh, on the elite, uh, I, an elite Yelper. And when I first met Nikki, I thought, oh my gosh, just exactly what you said. Being a community manager or community director has to be the greatest job in the world. It's just, it looks like you guys are having so much fun. And then you moved from New Jersey to the East Bay community. How did that come? Were you planning to come out here? Yeah, so... Um There is
2: a community manager, and so I guess um, for all of the listeners that don't really know about the Yelp Elite Squad and community managers, our Yelp Elite are our most active users, like Cynthia, and they review everything that they do and add photos and really are the biggest influencers on our site, and we have community managers in every city in the United States and Canada um, who work with local business owners. They do PR. They do events. They do a community building. They really just represent the brand on a super hyper level. Um, and so there's a lot of movement within the company because um, we are a small we were a small company, but we are a very growing company. So people are always kind of just jumping around. and I kind of mentioned very early on to uh, my boss that I would love an opportunity to move to San Francisco if there seemed to be an open position that was a good fit. And I kinda just did my thing in New Jersey and at one point my husband and I decided that, you know, we were thinking about wanting to start a family and really, you know, what's the next chapter and we wanted to do it in the Bay Area. And um, just so happened. Similar to sort of what we were talking about, I I really just worked really hard and an opportunity came to the East Bay to come and move out here and um I was offered it and I accepted it because it was and something I really you wanted are. to do.
1: Well, see, this is, again, it's, again, it is, you know, what you think about and talk about comes about. So you were really focused on it and you make it happen. I love it. Yeah. Well, let's talk about Yelp because you really do seem like you're having so much fun. And with the photographer Kali, you're just, you're taking the great pictures and you're still posting and you're organizing all these events. So let's talk about what Yelp actually does, because I know for me, like you, once I discovered Yelp, I don't do anything now unless I research Yelp. I go on Yelp, whether I'm getting fixing a window, whether I'm looking at paint, whether I'm buying flowers, you know, and of course, restaurants, I have to find the good reviews. And I'm also looking, I specifically like looking for reviews of uh, elite Yelpers, because I really feel that the elite people that I have met are very dedicated to giving honest, straightforward—you know, no holds bar—reviews. I mean, they're not—they're not those trolls. They're not being negative, uh, but they really want people to have that experience. So, how, how do you um, put Yelp in a bag? Let's say how are businesses really connecting with their people through Yelp and? How about all these 121 million reviews that have been done in 2016? Yeah, so Yelp is such, we are, from where
2: we started to where we are now and into the future, Yelp is is changing and evolving and progressing. Um, And so we are the number one sort of city guide where people are going to Yelp to find great local businesses. Um, And it's amazing because it's because of the leaps and because of our Yelp community and people going to Yelp for our trustworthy reviews. Um, and that's really from our elite squad who adds a ton of great content. Um, so great job, Cynthia. And I'll give myself a pat on the back,
1: too. Um,
2: yes, you um, started as an elite
1: squad. Elite and like you are the director of all the elites right now, too. So so yeah. you have to keep us focused and, you know, and reined in. So big pat on the back to you.
2: Thank you. Um, and so businesses are constantly wanting to... That's the new sort of realm of marketing is this idea of storytelling and creating really engaged consumers because the word of mouth is the number one place I think mm-hmm. a new all the new studies are sort of showing, whether um, it's Google or Yelp or TripAdvisor or Amazon, people are looking to reviews before they make purchasing decisions, and that's why Yelp reviews are so important, because they are so trustworthy. Um, and business owners really want to get in front of these local Yelpers, and um, they do that many ways. Local business owners have free pages, so all of the pages on Yelp um, are free for business owners to claim. And once they claim those pages, they can respond to reviews, they can add Photos. They can update their business information. Um, they can add check-in offers and um, a multitude of different items that they can do. Um, so it's a really great way for business owners to sort of reach out um, and be part of the conversation that people are having about their local business.
1: And, and I want to way repeat that that's a free account, right? That's that comes free. Totally and then free. if they want, totally and free. then if they want to have an ad, you can provide that as well. Yeah, so that's only,
2: if they want to buy, you know, if they want to purchase ads, they are more than welcome to. Um, but there's a ton of tools that they can do for free um, without even purchasing ads and still get a ton of great promotion. Um, and then one of the cool things, I mean, I work with business owners on a daily basis and I hear their stories and I hear um, sort of the struggles of being a local business owner, both good and bad. And um, one of the cool things I get to do is sort of really work with them to create a this- Really fun experience for these local Yelpers, encouraging these Yelpers to come, have an amazing experience, check out a local business, hear a story, meet the business owner, um, and hopefully become a brand ambassador for that business.
1: Well, for example, last night we had a really epic uh, event. At a beer um, a, a place where they were making craft beers, I thought it was really great. It was my first event going to a beer facility, and it was it was wonderful. I mean, I think that the people that were there really appreciated the business. they appreciated them inviting us, and I think everybody will want to go back and encourage their friends to. So having these elite events is a positive thing for the business owner.
2: Yeah. Um, Last night was a great example of a small business, you know, really just wanting to get the word out. You know, they have a local brewery, um, and they are in kind of the middle of nowhere in uh, Northern California in a warehouse area. And, you know, a ton of local Yelpers came out and they were like, this is the number one thing they said is, I can't believe I didn't know about this place. Uh, So that kind of just shows to you the sort of the power of just opening your doors to um, this experience and sort of um, these are the people you kind of want in your doors because um, they're sure to tell a lot of people about it.
1: So do you actually go out to these local businesses and find them or do they find you at Yelp and say I'm a new business or I'm a business that wants to you know to have a little bit more publicity and I would like to know how I could put together an event is that how that works
2: yeah so it's kind of a combination of a lot of different factors so um, a lot of times we get um, just business owners talking to each other, and so that's a great promotion. Um, we work with a lot of uh, PR companies and marketing companies who work with local businesses on consult, you know, who consult with them. Um, so we get a ton of um, exposure that way to local businesses. And then, yeah, um, something like last night, Epidemic Ales in Concord... California, ooh, ooh. Um,
1: yeah, I yes. Here. Shout out for Epidemic and, well, Ales, and I love yay. your Nightshade with vanilla. It was wonderful. <laughs> it was so. Uh, it was so you, creamy. Two of the uh,
2: owners, two female owners, Erin and Holly, were both former Yelp elites, so they kind of knew Yelp. They knew uh, the elite squad. They knew about these parties, um, and so sort of when they first opened, they sent me a note that they would really, you know, love to get their likes. Once they get their legs going, they would love to sort of have a party. And so we sort of, I just sort of followed up because I had an open month and, um, you know, we're all about craft worked, beer yeah. in Northern California. So it was just a really great fit.
1: And it was a wonderful, it really was a wonderful that they had been elite Yelpers as well, because I think that really had a sense of camaraderie. Let's ask uh, you, how does one become an elite Yelper? Because I know that when I was invited a few years ago, I think it was about four years ago, I had no idea um, what an elite Yelper was, and I didn't know who it was that, had submitted me. I think it turned out to be Nikki, who was the community director at the time, but are you, as a community director, are you reading all the different reviews? Are you the one that's finding them? How does that work? Yeah, it's a lot. Different, um,
2: it's different. Again, it's a multitude of things, so we're constantly receiving nominations from people themselves nominating themselves. Um, they know about the Elite Squad. Um, they happen upon it. Um, they see elites in their community and they're writing reviews and so they nominate themselves, you can nominate someone at yelp.com slash elite um, where you can also learn more about the Elite Squad. Um, And then I am, I do spend a lot of time on Yelp's website um, really just seeing who's adding content, reading reviews, seeing pictures and kind of scoping out who has potential and really sending them love and messaging and coaching, um, letting them know about the Elite Squad and how important reviews um, and Yelping really does affect these local businesses and the community,
1: and um, they're they're not going unnoticed. I have been so surprised that I just got a a notice from Yelp saying that my reviews, I think this was last month, had been reviewed 27,786 times,
2: and I was yeah. like,
1: what? And my photos, nineteen thousand two hundred and and fourteen times. And that was a month ago. It was the that was just crazy to me that that many people had seen them. And I think what's also great, as you said earlier, is that Yelp is in all these different cities. So basically, as people travel around and they want to find a good restaurant or they want to find a hotel to stay, or they want, any kind of recommendation, a, a store to go buy something, they can just look up that area, that city, and type in the name or just type in the city and type in restaurants and things will come up. Yeah. No, it's true. And I think I think a lot of businesses off
2: the highway probably love Yelp because I know personally I'm always taking road trips wherever I am and it's amazing not to just go to McDonald's or you know any fast food chain where you can actually pull off the highway and find it great local business that's going to offer you a really great lunch um, that locals are going to and isn't
1: just a fast food chain. I so agree with you, Steph. That is like so incredibly important. Now, I know that Yelp uses this automated software that will uh, put the reviews, you know, in different orders and things. However, from what I understand, because and this a lot of people think differently a business cannot change their reviews, right? They can't, you know, they can't organize them or anything. No. Um,
2: so there's a Yelp sort. Um, for every business listing, there's a Yelp sort that sort of sorts the reviews automatically. But then you can change on the, on the top of the business listing. You can change how you sort it. So you can sort it by date, positive, negative. You can sort by the least. Um, the elite reviews. Um, so there are various functions of waiting to sort the reviews, but you do have to. It does automatically just start with Yelp sort um, first.
1: But I think though, what people need to know is that a business does not have that um, the authority to you know to find a, a review they don't like and then re, you know have it removed. Yeah, they, no, right? There, I mean, you know, reviews are the reviews. Um, the there, reviews? You
2: know, there's there's no way a business can remove or anyone can remove a review. Um, the only way re- reviews are removed from the website is if they violate the terms of service on Yelp. Um,
1: other than that, there's
2: absolutely no way they, any review will be. You can't pay a million dollars to review, remove a review.
1: Yes, that's what I, because I, I've had people say to me when I've told them that I'm part of Yelp elite and they'll say, oh, well, are the reviews for real? You know, people can put fake reviews and all the, the, you know, this kind of thing and how businesses that pay, they'll get their better reviews. And I'm like, no, it doesn't matter what people pay. They're not going to get any different treatment than someone who is just being reviewed by somebody on there. I mean, obviously, people can make up stuff. That's that's a normal thing. But, you know, it's pretty easy to read between the lines, don't you think?
2: Uh, yeah, I agree. You know, it's just uh, one of those things that reviews are very polarizing, um, especially for small business owners. And, um, you know, it, it, it is one of those things that Yelp really does hold strong, and that is why we are, the, you know, a number one city guide, is that, you know, people do trust our content because we don't remove the reviews We we really let them speak for themselves.
1: Well, I can say as my experience as being part of the Yelp Elite Squad, it has been absolutely a delight. I really, really take it very seriously. I post as often as possible and for as many different things as possible. And I so appreciate that Yelp is there. And I'm very excited about how quickly that it has grown, you know, since 2004 to be number one, and I just would love it to be everywhere. I had told you I was in St. Lucia a few months ago, and I'd written all these great reviews and different reviews of all the different things, and then to found out it's not in St. Lucia. (laughs) So, we have to have... Yeah, no,
2: sadly
1: we're not in the Caribbean. um, We have to get in the Caribbean, because it's such a great destination, and there's lots of things to review there. Well, uh, we want people to go Oh it's so great. yeah, you'll have to we'll have to go in a suitcase soon. Uh, we <laughs> want people to visit yelp.com and to Yelp and whenever you are experiencing both positive and negative because people really depend on honest reviews before they make a purchase. And small businesses depend on people that when they give great service, it's really great to reward them. With a, you know, a thumbs up. Hey, you did great. And, you know, I think that's the thing that's so bothersome to me, Steph, so often is that we tend to complain when we don't like things. But we don't tend to give our five stars or our our yays and our cheers when we love something. So I encourage people that don't be trolls and go out there. And when people are treating you right, treat them right. It's the only way to live. So go to yelp.com. Steph, I'm so happy you've been able to be with us today. Love having you you as our, I love having you as our East Bay Community Director. And congratulations on your upcoming baby. Uh, Steph just announced last night that she and her husband are having a baby soon. And there's nothing uh, greater than that. I know it's a little scary now, but. You're just, it's, it's going to change your life in a very wonderful, positive way. And you'll have a junior Yelper coming up.
2: <laughs> yes, yes. We're going to have to start getting, getting him typing soon.
1: Yeah, typing. We're going to start watching for all these Yelp reviews for everything, you know, for diapers and baby strollers <laughs> and cribs and <laughs> all of those things. Played, all the playgrounds are going to get Yelp. Yes, that's another thing, a good playground. Well, this has been Stephanie Yola. She is the East Bay Senior Community director-, director at Yelp.com. And don't forget that Yelp's purpose is to connect people with great local businesses. So you too can be an influencer. Start Yelping. Thank you, Stephanie, for being here with us on Star Style. Be the star you are. You are a star. Keep shining. Thank you. Give all of my love to all the people at Yelp. I am a, I I'm a huge fan. All right. Well, when we come back from break, we're going to talk about some postures for the garden and it might be a little bit of yoga postures who knows you're listening to Cynthia Bryan this is star style be the star you are we're coming to you live on the voice America network this is the empowerment channel and we hope that you are feeling encouraged inspired and empowered I'll be right back be the
0: star you are the star you are Change your world. Change your life.
2: VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com.
0: Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan.
1: You know how to take charge of your future? You must define the direction of your life before you can move towards a future that's going to bring you fulfillment. In order to do this, you must have a target. These are specific and they need to be written. When you write your goals, you're telling your mind that you mean business. Break your goals into small, manageable steps so that you can take concrete actions to get where you want to go. Identify obstacles and create strategies to overcome them. Surround yourself with supportive people who believe you can be successful. Set timetables. Stick to them. Your brain is like an inner guidance system that maps out your travels and then the choices you want. Will make happen. What you think about and talk about comes about. So it's imperative to control the information you feed your mind. Change your negative images to positive beacons of hope by changing the way you think about yourself and your aspirations. Remember, you are the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from Star Style. For more information, visit CynthiaBryan.com. That's Cynthia Bryan with an R and I-A-N.com. Or call 925-377-STAR. That's 925-377-7827.
0: Be the star you are, the star you are. The annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be the Star You Are charity Be the star you are. .org. Dare to care. You are the star. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are. With your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryant. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business is calling
1: out. Well, thank me. you for staying with us here on Star Style. Be the star you are. Wasn't that fun to find out about Yelp and that you too can be an elite Yelper? All you have to do is be writing some great reviews, taking some great pictures, being honest and truthful. And really supporting the businesses that you love. So I just wanted to give you a couple of stats about it. It's really very interesting that 24 million unique visitors who visited Yelp via the Yelp app. That's in 2016. That's in the fourth quarter only. And 65 million unique visitors. That was on the mobile web. And there have been 121 million reviews Uh, written by the fourth quarter of 2016. That's just really, really big. And the local Yelp can bring local updates to you, and you can just uh, sign up. So go to yelp.com. I think that you're going to find it to be really, really helpful when you're hunting for something and actually for your own business. And if you are a business that wants to have an elite Yelp event, At your business, make sure that you get in touch with um, the community director in your area. And if you're in Northern California, in uh, the East Bay or San Francisco Bay, you can contact uh, yelp.com and you can talk with Stephanie Yolish. So I wanted to give you a little bit of information about posture in the garden because I'm such a big gardener. And, you know, you can really hurt yourself if you're not doing things right. So you need to position yourself correctly and use the right muscles. So planting and weeding, keep your back straight, not hunched over. That'll minimize back strain. And then make sure to take a break every 15 minutes or so because that's going to protect your back and your knees. Now, if you're picking up bags of soil or rocks or any of those things, you know that, I mean, I know that I'm always lifting things and we have to learn how to lift correctly. So when you're lifting any heavy item, bend at your knees, not at your waist, at your knees, and then engage those leg muscles. Now, just think how nice and tight your thighs are going to get. And this decreases the stress on your neck, your shoulders, and your back. Now, if you are pruning, always pull the branches to your level. Or you can use, you know, a tall digger, But you don't want to twist or reach overhead. One of the things I was told was no BLT. No bending, lifting, twisting. So you've got to be really careful with those things in the garden that you use the right muscles. Now, when you are weeding you it burns a lot of calories it works your muscles research shows that gardeners dedicate more time to their sport and they're calling gardening a sport now than walkers or bikers but to avoid aches and pains you got to condition those muscles or you are not going to be feeling good very much longer now Here's something interesting because I never thought of this. When you're planting seedlings, just planting seedlings or just the little small plants, guess how many calories it burns? 161 calories in just 30 minutes. Very, very easy (laughs) to burn some calories, especially if I'm out there like 12 hours or 10 hours. Now, how to get primed for planting. It's great to dig in the dirt, but, you know, the after effects can be a little bit hard on you. You could get a sore back. You get tired legs. It really is, you know, a pain in the butt. A stronger core and flexible hips can carry you through that long gardening day. So you may want to try a few moves that are some yoga moves can really help. Now, they don't help for everyone, but if you might want to try doing something like the side plank, And that develops flexibility for pulling and turning. And again, you want to minimize the twisting. In this, what you do with the side plank is you can lie on your left side with your elbow directly under your shoulder, your forearm, perpendicular to your body. And then place your right foot on the floor, just in front of your left foot. And then lift your torso a few inches. Extend your right arm straight up from the shoulder. Bring that right arm under your body. You keep your lower body very still and then return to the start. If you do eight reps of this, you're going to really start building that core. That's an important one. Another one is they call it the farmer's carry, and it strengthens your lower back as well as your core. And that is you can grab a gallon of water or dirt or whatever in one hand, holding it down at your side. So an eight to 10 pound uh, dumbbell can work. Now think about this. If you are carrying a, a gallon, a, let me see, let me get this right. A, a gallon of water uh, in, if you put five gallons of water in a bucket, it's going to weigh 20 pounds. So you got to be, you know, that could be a little bit too much. So maybe just put a gallon or a gallon and a half in a bucket, sand straight, engage your cork. And walk slowly in a straight line for a minute. And then switch hands, turn around, walk back, and then repeat that four times. Now, if you're actually gardening, as I always am, what I do is I put water in a bucket. I walk uh, told doing this. I water my plants. I walk back. I fill the bucket. I put it in my other arm. Do the same thing over and over. So instead of pulling the hose, try that. And then finally, the um, annealing lunge could be really helpful to you as well. And this one would strengthen uh, your, your hips, your legs, and, of course, your core. So uh, what you'll do with that is kneel on the floor or kneel on a mat with your torso uh, really uh, tall. And put your hands at your sides. Bring your right leg up in front of you. Bend at the knee 90 degrees. Push through your front heel. And then return to starting position by kneeling uh, on your left knee with your right leg forward. Okay? And then finish on both knees with your torso that is uh, tall. And repeat. Start with the opposite leg. And do five or eight reps of these. Now, what I've always found with gardening that I think is really, really important is uh, the fact that the more that you are out in the garden, the more toned that you get, and the more used to the more time you can spend. So, just because it's spring right now, don't run out to the garden and spend. You know, eight hours or six hours or anything. Take it a little bit at a time so that your body gets used to it. And if you're pulling weeds and you're wearing gloves, just remember your hands are going to get very, very tired. So you have to be careful with that. The Before I leave you, I wanted just to talk to you about the Dirty Dozen of Produce. And uh, we'll talk about it more on another show, but this one is really important because we love our fresh produce, but we forget which ones might have a lot of pesticides in them. The USDA discovered 178 different pesticides on sample produce this year with the residue persisting after the produce was thoroughly washed. Strawberries topped the list, 20 different pesticides. Isn't that terrible? We all think those plump, you know, beautiful, red, juicy strawberries are going to be the healthiest thing we can eat when we go to a party. Wrong. So here are the 12 to avoid, and if possible, grow them your own yourself. And they're really easy to grow. Strawberries, spinach, nectarines, apples, peaches, celery, grapes, pears, cherries, tomatoes, bell peppers, and, tom- and potatoes. So of those, what are really easy to grow? Strawberries, spinach, nectarines, apples, peaches, grapes, pears, cherries, tomatoes, bell peppers, and potatoes. Maybe a lot of people don't grow celery. Obviously, if you don't have an orchard, you're probably not going to grow your apples, nectarines, pears, and cherries. But a potato, all you have to do with the potato is um Take a, take one of the eyes and put it in the ground, and that's it. It'll start growing, and you'll have your own potatoes. Well, that's our show for today. I hope you had a wonderful time. Thank you so much for being great listeners and being right here with me every Wednesday from four to five p.m. Pacific on Star Style. Be the star you are. We come to you live on the Voice America Network, and it's always the Empowerment Channel. Also, you want to stay tuned for our uh, young adult show that we broadcast on Tuesdays at 12 New Pacific. It's called Express Yourself. I produce it, and it showcases young people without being edited, talking about what's important to them. For more information about Star Style Productions or to purchase any of my books, Be the Star You Are, Be the Star You Are for Teens, The Business of Show Business, Chicken Soup for the Gardener's Soul, the blessings of love and relationships, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Please visit cynthiabryan.com. My new book will should be out anytime this month. I'm really I've been waiting for it. I can't wait. It's called Growing, and it's the first in a series of nine. For a donation to Be the Star You Are charity, we encourage it. Working, um, we're all volunteers here at the charity, and we bring you this uh, this show too please visit BeTheStarYouAre.org, org. And as always, I hope that you've been motivated and informed and amused. Remember, you're the greatest. You're the best. You have something wonderful to offer. You are the coolest. You don't have to do anything differently. Just be you. You've already won the race. And until next week when we celebrate again, remember, love always wins. Kindness always prevails. And it's smiles that will keep us happy. My name is Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. I thank you and encourage you. Be the star you are. Thanks so much for being here.
0: Be the star you are. The star you are.